coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What's up, old school? Again, top of the hour. First hour always goes by quick, man. So it's either we're having fun or we uh running off at the mouth. A little bit of both. But this is old school, brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese and special ingredients and butcher shop located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. Uh own spices, sauces, seafood, pasta, uh single serving, family size serving. Um any type of meat, any type of cut. So uh, we appreciate their support. But without further ado, the first time just coming off the coming flying off the hip, we're gonna do a little uh, coach speak. Austin's gonna lead the way, so he's gonna have a, a few quotes out of uh, you know Husker practice, and then me and Kenny are either gonna give obviously give our opinion or maybe say what we think it really means. Uh, by no means is this uh, this is more for fun. Uh, Maybe some education, but nothing that we are uh, trying to overstep or whatever, be coaches. So you little Twitter handlers or social media people, relax. We don't need to be up on any message boards tonight. So, Austin, what's the first one you got? Uh, First one I got for you was Matt Rule says the defense was, quote, significantly better today than the offense, end quote. Uh, He also said, quote, I would like to kind of keep volleying back and forth as opposed to one side being more dominant than the other. Kenny? What do you mean by volume back and forth, one side being more dominant than the other? Like the offense was good behind the quarterbacks on Saturday, but the defense won today on Thursday. So gotcha. kind of go back and forth. Well, that's going to happen. In, in in any sport, that's going to happen. You're going to have good days on offense. You're going to have bad days on, on yeah. offense. You're going to have good days on defense. You're going to have bad days on defense. That's just – I mean, even when, when I was there, you'd have the defense dominate one day and then the offense come back and dominate the next day. And – you're trying to build consistency, right? And that's what you want. You, yeah. you, again, you hate to say it, but you're going to have a bad day. But you can't put two, three bad days in a row. <laughs> yeah, and th- yeah. then you're in trouble, right? You know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. for him to say that, I'm guessing um, it was a good day on one side of the ball, and it was a bad day on the other side right. of the ball. So, but again, you're trying to build consistency, and it's going to take time. It's a new system. Yeah, all, both sides. Both of the, sides yeah. of the ball. So all three, because all, new, all new, three, yeah, yeah so. teams as well. So is it possible for both both the offense and the defense to have a good day in the same scrimmage? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, for what sure. does that look like? Well, I mean, it's just a condensed version of having a one team or one side having a good practice and one having a good practice or a good the other side having a good practice because it could go series by series yeah. it could go situational football by situational football it could be the offense was really good on short yardage and goal line defense was a little bit better against the blitz you know inside outside run or play action off and then it maybe it was 50 50 to where the offense hit a couple explosive plays defense had a couple turnovers you know you want to you know that yeah you can do it and uh you know, I think the biggest thing is the intent. If the intent is there, you can kind you can kind of shoulder or come to terms with a bad practice 
uh, because the intent was there. And sometimes if you're going up a guy against a guy that's really playing well and you have good coverage and you going against a you know a guy goes up and makes a miraculous Thanks. catch, you know that's that's awesome for the offense. Defense, okay, you're gonna well, I'm gonna coach Kenny up, but then also know that he you know he's on scholarship too, yeah. and they're able to make plays. And so, you know, I think you want back and forth. I mean, ideally, I'd like the defense to be consistently dominant, but I also know that in order for this team to be successful, the offense has got to answer the call. The one thing that I think is a really positive out, out of it is the defense rebounding after Saturday. Uh, after Saturday not yep. performing well. Now, what really will be interesting is day off tomorrow, Saturday, essentially the biggest scrimmage, right? Yep. Um, then let's get after it, and, the, and then we're going to see where you know where it's at because that ultimately is going to be the thing closest to a spring game uh, it, th- throughout this whole spring. Next quote for you, uh, just about spring ball generally. Uh, Rule says, the message today was it doesn't get easier. I think sometimes in life you start to look for the light at the end of the tunnel. This is just the beginning. Spring practice will never be this easy again. It wasn't easy in a good way. We'll get better and better. Uh, Just worry about the next play. Try to get in that mindset. Jay said it uh, about before spring ball started. You start hitting that that wall week three. You start looking around. You start looking around and you you start saying in your mind, okay, so if you tell a kid you only got seven practices left, he start counting. He start counting down the days. Right. So I only got this many days to so if you got guys that are doing that or if you notice guys that are doing that, you got you have a problem. Right. And you and that's why he's putting it out there. There's a problem because he probably noticed that guys are starting to attention to detail. Attention to detail starting to, to, to to drop off. Um guys starting to take plays off. Um, so he's noticing, and that's the reason why he's saying it. Because yeah. this, this is the middle of the third week. Well, end of the third week, right. pretty yeah. much. Yeah, this is where, if I'm trying to make a move in my, it, to you know gain gain a position spot, this is where if I lay because you, it's just human nature. You know, some guys can't finish. Nope. Now that's part of the evaluation process too. Are you consistent? Can you talk about? Are you consistent? It's if you if you're really, you know, you got good energy in practice one through three. And then seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve—you know where to be found. I can't count on you. Nope. And so I think it's 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 very telling in the sense of, you know, he he's trying to change the mindset, and this is part of what he's trying to do with some of these guys, right? And he's probably pushed them mentally as much as physically farther than maybe they've been able to push themselves before. Some guys, some guys, it didn't, you know, like a like a Jamari Butler, it don't affect him. Because he's coming to play. Mm-hmm. He's trying to earn a spot. He's hungry. Um, the new guys like Sherman, he knows what it's like. But these these guys that need to play better, whether it's like a Bryce Benhart, he's trying to speak life into them. But then also understand, yeah, you might have done good in the first couple weeks, but it ain't over. We ain't even close mm-hmm. to the end. Because really, to be honest with you, spring ball is like your foundation. But it's just like a little – it's a very, very small – uh, um, part of the season. It's a big part of the off season. Now that now you start off with with winter conditioning, spring ball is kind of like your tune uh, up, tune up to first to, second. You know you, to, your you, tune up to to right, summer, right? Tune up to summer. But as soon as spring ball is over, a couple days off, and then you got to get right back to work. Not only on what you didn't do well in the spring, and you know during practices, but what you need to get better at physically. Because there's guys that still need to either shed some weight, get leaner, get stronger, get faster, and still get, you know, they're just, 
they've just introduced their whole program. They haven't even gotten into their extended summer program yet. Yep. So everything's new. So competition is here. So you again, you might have done really good in in winter conditioning, and even if you did good during spring, but can you can can you last right? So if you want to break it down by quarters, winter conditioning is first quarter, spring ball is the second quarter. Huge third quarter. This is where you make the difference, right? This is where, like, when you're coming, when you're the spring ball is kind of like the end of the second quarter. Summer condition is coming out of the third quarter and dominating the third quarter. Then obviously fall camp is your fourth quarter, and then you say that you know we got to win in overtime is the season. This game ain't over. We just getting started. We're gonna continue to crank it up and really continue to push the envelope and the goal line. And so. um and that's to put guys on notice, and that's what he's, that's what you're supposed to do as a coach is send messages through, you know, you, you, he, I'm sure he said it to, to them to mm-hmm. a different to a, a bigger extent, but he's also letting them know too as well. Like, look, man, everybody knows. So if they see you out there and you ain't playing, I've already gave you forewarning. And so it's good, though, that he, you know, because, you know, sometimes around here you can go through spring and, and, you know, just say, well, not, not Kenny in particular, but say Kenny gets an article written about him. He's having a good spring. You can think, all right, I've arrived or I made it. Right? And But there's two weeks left. The <laughs> biggest day of the spring, generally, or at least when we play, is Saturday. That third week, that scrimmage, well, when we played, the spring game met something, but that third week was important. So this week is even important. And you got to bounce back. So that's all he's saying. Uh, along those lines, he said something about trying to change the expectation level with the players. He said, uh, we're not here to try hard. We're not here to lose and thank the fans. We're here to win. Winning happens now. It doesn't happen in the fall. Where, to what you guys are saying, it sounds like what happens from, what, August 25th, 26th, whenever kickoff is against Minnesota through Black Friday, that's a result of the first three quarters, not what you did yeah. that fourth quarter. Exactly. So, again, the... We were so close. Pretty much what he's alluding to. Yeah, yeah, that's over. You ain't. Th- that, yeah. That's over with. That's pretty much what he's alluding to. T- to that point as well, another rule quote from today. Uh, he wants the players with the understanding that, quote, I own the way I practice. I own the way that I prepare. I own the result. So he's putting yeah. it on them. Yeah, you're putting, he putting you on notice. He's putting you on notice. And then, again, to, like, you can't be satisfied with. Being the first, the best, best, the best loser ever. Loser ever. You can't be satisfied I mean, with, with being. Were. We were so close. We were, you know, we were, you know, you, you, you can't. Yeah. And that's pretty much what he's saying. Um, there's a new, like Eddie Murphy said, there's a new sheriff in town, and he wants it his way. And if you're not a believer in, a true believer in winning, and you're okay with losing. That's you ain't not gonna good. be around you here, be around and, or you ain't gonna play. So I mean, that's I mean, the expectations are different because if you if you come in and and like you said, you work hard and thank the fans, like that's a to me that's a loser. Yes. That's a chump. Yes. Like I'm a win, and then thank the fans, and hopefully the fans thank thank me and Kenny for putting on a good performance, and so they can go home and be happy. I'm mm-hmm. a, I, I when I'm a, when I lose, I don't want to talk to nobody. Nobody, right? And I ain't okay mm-hmm. with it. And I Twitter Twitter followers or social media or you going to High V and people say you you did okay but you guys are like I don't want to hear that man Mm-mm. it's about winning and losing and at all costs any by any means necessary so he's trying to get but then I like to where he's saying he says 
you know, how you practice and how you play your own it because it starts in practice. Yep. Now, look, there's been – I've had games where, I, you know, I had a practice routine. You know, I studied, you know, for X amount of hours. You know, I did it. And, I, and sometimes you go out there, hey, the, 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 the stars ain't aligned, and you know what I mean? And you just don't have a game to your expectations. But nine times out of ten, I'll be able to answer the bell. So, but he's putting the onus on them. He's actually mm-hmm. making them take ownership of their team, and they don't even know it. Uh, on the quarterbacks, uh, talking about the Saturday scrimmage and also today's scrimmage, he said uh, the quarterbacks needed those live reps when they could get hit and speed up their process. Just how different is it going through, you know, the speed of you know walk through going fifty percent to scrimmage speed, and how important is it to see those quarterbacks sped up facing those live bullets? Well, I I don't think you need to wait until the first game of the season for a quarterback to get touched. That's just that's you setting them up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You setting them up. If you want to have a running style offense your with your quarterback, quarterback being a possible, yeah, he's, he's got to take he's yeah. got to take shots here and there. Um, yeah. So he, that's yeah. good that he's getting them live reps, and you know, so they know. Okay, this is we got to play faster. You know, to be honest with you, I think that's part of the reason why Adrian, you know, especially you know, in particular that game up at Colorado, Scott's first year had some of those out of body I call them out of body experience where he you know DB you know he come running well that play and then when he was up in Michigan State the homeboy tuned him up real quick right so if you do now granted you got to protect him because he's very important yep. but I also know that if he's if you're running some plays and sudden him up I'm not saying take him to the ground I ain't saying go to take a headshot on him but I'm saying Go even it, it, worst case scenario, he runs through that gauntlet. Yeah, you know the running back, the thing, running the, back, the running gauntlet. back thing, mm-hmm. and then get studded up. That's the worst case scenario. Now look, if he has a sore shoulder and all that, then we're going to take it off. But I think what what they're doing is preparing them and hardening their body, but then also seeing how they play when it's sped up. Because you know, I'm sure I can't speak speak for it, but Kenny could tell you. I'm sure Brock or uh, Chuba Purdy looked better in practice than he did in the in the game. Right, so what that tells me is like we got to get you, we got to get you used to playing at that rate of speed, and it is different. And the only way to do that's by getting hit, I can assume, right? Getting hit and continue to can, can, can continue to put them in those situations because ideally, the first time that you face it versus this this the fourth time you face it, if I see improvement, we're working with something. But if the if you get continue to get worse. Then I can't, you know, how you that's you got to build up the trust on how to play in the how you're going to play in the game because ultimately the coaches are assuming how, what they see on the practice field. And that's why I say, you know, is what you're going to do on Saturday. You guys made your livings in football on the defensive side of the ball. So, two part question How obvious is it to you guys as defenders when there's a quarterback that either gets sped up easily or just doesn't process quick? He's just slow. Oh, it's well. The thing is, <laughs> I'm I'm talking when I'm talking when I see these dudes in the league. I'm like, man, you guys out here. I mean, they just throwing you the ball. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But you, but I know from a defender because you know you got to study. You know because they do some play. They they make some plays or make some reads that aren't even, you know, in their you know in their playbook, and you can see them you know, not set their feet, got happy feet. Or especially if it's third down, or somebody's within any type of breathing room, you know. And what happens? Is, and what happens is Austin, if I pick up on it, right? Because we're because ultimately, 
as a defender, you want the defense to play well. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, if I pick up on something. A little blood in the water. Yeah, but I'm telling Kenny. Because it might be just as simple of, well, you know, we pick up a blitz that we saw on tape. And if we ran, you know, you know, you know, we used to have a blitz called Steeler, Steeler Weak and Steeler Strong. We run Steeler Strong. We've seen it. I'm going to tell Kenny, hey, you might want to sit on this route. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny's going to tell the safety, I'm sitting on this route and I'm jumping this route. You got to get my back. You, you got to have my back. Communication. That's, a, that's So, sure. And it's crazy you bring that up. Rest in peace, uh, 93. Today's Travis Hill's anniversary. Um, oh. When, we're playing Colorado. And he pinned his ears back, and he stripped sacked um, Corey Detmer. And he came to the to the sideline. He said, "He's scared. He's scared. We got them. We got them. He's scared. Let's just get after him." And that was it. That was it. Curtains. Yeah. Curtains. So he spreaded the word because he saw it. Right. And then you look across and when, you see it, and you see it in his eyes, and you're like, "Yeah, he 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 don't want to be back there. Yeah. He, he he ready to fold the tent." And then you bring in Cordell Stewart. Then he's scared. And too. he's scared too because he saw what what his band just went through. <laughs> so he had happy feet. So yeah, it was it was it was crazy. Like Jay said, you can you can feed off. Yeah, that. you can see. It. I'm gonna tell you like I never forget. It was actually my first start ever at Nebraska. Now, mind, I went from red shirting, seventh on the depth chart in spring. I wasn't getting no reps. I remember I was mad at Coach Sam. Coach Sam was. Coach Sam tried to come up to me after the first couple of days and say, hey, Chief, how you doing? Bruh, I ain't did nothing since group work. Man, don't we talk about how I'm doing, man. I need some reps. You know what Chief I'm saying? Sam. So, hey, hey, I, you know, I flexed on Coach Sam. Like, I ain't here to – I, ain't, you know, look, this is spring ball. I don't care who's in front of me. I need to get some reps. Well, anyways, then I end up starting. We played down at Oklahoma State, uh, down in Stillwater, and it was hot as Hades <laughs> down there, Austin. Yo, Cats was cramping up in warm-ups. And I'll never forget. So we must have won the toss defenses out there. So you know, I ain't played football. I don't know. I don't even know when the last time my game a game was. And then now I'm playing. You know, defense. So I remember. You know, the first thing I want want I want to get the call. And I remember Phil Ellis was like, "I'm gonna make sure you got it. You know, line me up or whatever." And me and Mike Minner used to travel together. You know, because mm-hmm. I played was playing Sam. I remember uh, Oklahoma State bro- broke the huddle. And you know that they linemen. You know, you look at the linemen. He's 6'2", this, this, and this. They had this lineman, man. They tried to list him at, like, 285. Man, homeboy won none, but, like, he might have been 270, 75 at the most. Or he must have just, you know. And he saw <laughs> hey, he saw Christian Peter and Jason Peter. And Christian was, you know, Christian was just wolfing at him yeah, the whole time. Christian don't talk to you. Hey, and I I saw him like he broke the huddle and looked at him, and he was like, "Oh my God!" And I was like, "Oh yeah, we about we to run, we about to run through you tonight." Cause there ain't no telling when they got in their stance what Christian said to them. Yeah. But, <laughs> there, but there's no no yeah yeah. There's, but he was saying it as when he broke the. That's huddle, what I'm saying. He was talking to him there's, because you gotta think we on the road, right? Mm-hmm. So the crowd you he, he could hear him. Christian over there just saying all types Probably of stuff. Probably tell him I'm on. Yeah, There's yeah. no telling the, what the man <laughs> said to to that guy as he was coming to the line of scrimmage. And, and he was scared as all get out. Even when he got in his stance, yeah. there's no telling what that man said to him. It's funny. He would, he, he yeah. Awesome. Uh, he, he pulled his car before the ball was set. Right. And he was done. <laughs> he was done. Uh, from the text line, Mike says, that 92 Colorado game is the night I fell in love with Nebraska football. Uh, I was 12. Travis Hill was a ma- major reason why RIP 93. He. Yes. He was a bad boy, man. You had him and Trev True. coming off the edge. 
number have it. And and and, and Perel in the middle. Hmm. I'm yeah. talking about wreaking havoc. Yeah, bro. I saw Perellas that ever went through and split the double team just just manhandled them, yeah. man. I'm like, oh my. So all I did was sit back and I just sat back and watched. Yeah. I'm like, holy smokes. Now, I did drop an interception that game, but oh, don't tell nobody that. It was rainy. It was cold. It was cold it was, and rainy it, that night. But, hey, just Travis, that when he that very first series, he set the tone for the whole game. Yeah. He scared them. He scared that quarterback, and they didn't know what hit him after that. Yeah, once you get to, once you get the beat on him, it's over. It's over. It's over. We got time for one more? One more. Okay, uh, this is about early enrollees. He named a couple guys, Cam Lenhart and Prince Will Uman Mielin, he said um, specifically. Um, but Rule said, a lot of times you can tell a guy is an early enrollee, um, but guys like Lenhart and Uman Mielin have gotten a lot of time even with first string. He also said about the early enrollees, they kind of all fit in. What does that tell you about the, uh, the early enrollees? Well, being there, and usually early enrollees, if they're, like you said, early enrollees, so they get a jump start on, yep. on, on everything. Um, now they're still fresh out of high school. They should be going to prom, and, and you know oh, what yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. So they're still fresh out of high school. So there's a learning curve, and this the game is sped up. I, it's crazy because I saw one of the early enrollees' parents um, um, one night. I was at Tanner's enjoying some uh, some cur- yeah, um, and I asked him how their son was doing. It's like he's he's doing okay, struggling a little bit. Um, he has his moments. Um, he's put on weight. He looks about his body looks better. So it's a learning curve. Right, yeah. Um, and at some position, it's a plus to come in early. Some positions is not. What are those positions? Skilled. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. Because you're not going to make any way at, in, at the O-line or D-line. Line. Yeah. So, but the, if those those two are doing okay, but I'm, I'm willing to bet you they have more bad days than they will good days. Because, again – it's not high school anymore. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not high school anymore. It's not you're not the man. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. And until you learn what you're doing and get stronger or faster, you're gonna struggle. You're gonna have some bad days. So So when he says they kind of all fit in, do you think he means they look pretty good for high school? Or do you think it means they fit into the fabric and the culture pretty well? I'm I'm guessing they fit in with they. the fabric and the culture. Yeah. Because they're they're new. Yeah. And okay. as a new guy, and I don't want to speak for Jay, but as a new guy, you're going to do what you can to fit in, and then you're going to do it your way, but right. you're going to do what you can to try to fit in right. and, and, and adhere to what the, the coaching staff wants. Mm-hmm. And then individually, you're going to get with the right people Yeah, that's going to bring you it's along. Easier. They, it's they easier. They like a blank canvas. They don't yes. have any, they don't have any uh, coaching from the previous staff. Nope. But I also think that like they fit in in the sense of they feel like they made some good decisions. right Now, whether they end up being good players or not, they're they're working hard as they can. Mm-hmm. He's probably seen some, you know, whether it's probably small improvement, but they've seen something like, yeah, okay, I've seen some improvement, especially from week one to week two, and possibly week three, and you know, and they fit into what he views as a you know Cornhusker or Nebraska football player. So I think that's good. I think when you, he was talking about the two, uh, was it Cam Linhart and Prince? Mm-hmm. That's good because there's two positions that need. I think they're both outside linebackers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, edge right. types, yeah. So that's good. Now, I also think that you don't want to force those guys out there. Nope. Um, and, you know, whether you waste a year or just waste their, you know, waste a year in the sense of if he's not going to play close to 50% of the time, I would say not do it. Um, now, granted, there are special situations and special, you know, based on position and all this other stuff. But 
Um, but you like for to have some of those guys that are pushing some of the older guys. You really do because um, that's how you build depth, competition, and the biggest thing for these guys since they have a leg up on, say, like me and Kenny. Just say me and Kenny, or he's in St. Louis and I'm in Minnesota. They're and we say we play those positions out of these guys that are here. They're three steps ahead of us because they get to go yeah. at early summer program. We yeah. don't get to come down after till we graduate. So, um, you know, it's good to be an early enrollee. You kind of get all the red tape out of the way and the anxiety, and you and you're kind of you're not a part of the team, but you're more a part of the team than you know these freshmen that are come in. The thing about that is, so you say that you bring in four early enrollees, right? They're the only four from that class that are there. So they're really not a part of that incoming class because that incoming class doesn't come until June August 1. Or whatever, yeah. June 1. So they're creating bonds with older guys, trying to create bonds with older guys rather, rather than creating bonds with guys there in their yeah, class that you're going to be in you know, blood, sweat, and tears yeah. with for four or five years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a it's an advantage and it's a disadvantage right. too because I've seen classes come in and those guys become really, really close and tight-knit and bring each other along yeah. where some of the early enrollees, they struggle to fit in. You know what yeah. I mean? Because they're with the older guys. Because with the with- older guys, you're not really with them and then here with the younger guys. And then sometimes, you know, if you get the wrong early enrollees, they think they're better than they're, the, they're, they're, they're they, the they, one. They, they think they already on the varsity, and they're really not. Yes. Gotcha. So it can go either way. But uh, that's up to the but that's up to, to the coaches sure to, to make sure keep it in it and the leaders to kind of yep. you know keep you you know kind of keep the pecking order. So hey, that's a good first uh, segment. A little bit long, so we're gonna go to breaking and have a little bit uh, shorter second segment. But the coach speak was a hit, and anytime that you guys hear quotes or see something, don't don't uh, hesitate to text it in on the Sarder Heyman text line 402-464-5685. But we're going to take a break and then come right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 